0: Yesterday marked the beginning of Holy Week for 2.2 billion Christians throughout the world. It did so by celebrating Palm Sunday. And Holy Week continues with Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and Easter. I was thinking about the parallels between Holy Week and Donald Trump. Now, some people might think that's sacrilegious, but I think it's really important to notice when there are parallels in history, things that we're seeing, I think we can learn a lot from the story. And I think that some people may be wise to proceed into the story with caution. So sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Welcome Bold Americans to another week of episodes here on America Emboldened. I'm your host, Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Please go to the www.americaoutloud.com. We just celebrated our seventh anniversary. That's right. Seven years of putting America first with some great talent all throughout the network. You can check that all out on the website as well as visit the sponsors that help make this whole thing a reality. I was trying to figure out some show ideas for this week, knowing that it is Holy Week. And this one just happened to kind of pop into my mind. And I'm going to explore it a little bit in depth today about Holy Week and Donald Trump. I don't think that it's accidental. I really don't. I don't think that it's accidental that Donald Trump is being arraigned this week. Somebody who has almost a savior-like... Uh, personality, a savior like reputation around, uh, so many, uh, people's beliefs, the, the MAGA movement to many, you could probably say that, uh, his rallies have become much like what we saw on Palm Sunday. Uh, so if you're not a Christian, you're not familiar with some of the stuff I'm going to kind of go over it with you today. We'll kind of get into it. So Holy week yesterday began for 2.2 billion Christians And it's a uh, time when Christians hear the scripture that commemorates Jesus Christ entering into Jerusalem. And he's greeted with crowds that are waving palm branches and they're crying, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. All right, blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David, Hosanna in the highest of heaven. Now, this is where we hear this uh, scripture. And the irony is, These same individuals that are in the streets of Jerusalem are going to be some of the same voices that are shouting crucify him just a few short days later on Good Friday. And so if you go on Sunday, uh, yesterday to Palm Sunday, you'll often receive a palm branch or people make palm crosses uh, to help commemorate the triumphal entry into Jerusalem. And uh in some churches, we also hear Sunday of the Passion" is how they refer to Palm Sunday uh, because it's one of the gospel passion narratives read during the liturgy. so depending on what denomination you are now, Donald Trump, for the past I don't even know how many years at this point in time he's been running, but if we go back before his original presidency, let's say let's go back about eight years. We saw the red hats. We saw the Make America Great Again hats that were coming out there. And when Donald Trump started running for president, all of a sudden he started uh, having a triumphal entry into all the places where he went. Sure, sure as his career went into politics and began to get more and more um, noticed in the media, he had detractors there as well. But certainly, when Donald Trump has been entering a room throughout the United States, he's been selling out stadiums. And when I say selling out, I, I don't mean typical sales, uh, although there are sometimes, I'm sure, where it has been typical sales because sold for uh, campaign donations. But what I'm getting at is wherever he went, he was greeted with a triumphal entry with people shouting, you know, make America great again. Um, or, whatever other phrases that they were yelling at that point in time. Now, instead of POM, I would like to create the parallel that people would go get their red hats. They'd go get their Make America Great hat, and this was their passion. This was their moment of saying the coming kingdom is here instead of the coming kingdom of our ancestor david it was better days are ahead for america we're putting america first and then hosanna in the highest heaven became donald trump is unafraid he's going to do whatever it needs to be and he'll be persecuted Mm, are we seeing where we're going here in holy week donald trump being persecuted for trying to do the good work of putting America first. Now, there's going to be some people that hear this show today and they'll be like, oh my God, Greg, you've completely lost it. I don't think that I have, because I'm going to try to create um, some understanding here about why I believe you can learn from the Bible, you can learn from the story about where this entire story for donald trump is going to go i believe we're going to find out after this grand jury investigation that has led to the indictment last week and now donald trump entering into jerusalem he's going to now go the holy wednesday which is entering into darkness remember what i said when people arrived to jerusalem it was the same people that later were going to be yelling crucify him when we hear the gospel on good friday and so there will be people that are not loyal uh to the donald trump uh message the MAGA uh, republican message and we already see that there's detractors now saying we need to distance ourselves from donald trump we need to move away um and there's the other side that's fairly upset they're going how could you deny donald trump This guy has done so much for you. It's this savior mentality uh, that we're seeing here. There's a a savior mentality around Donald Trump. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but I I certainly have. So when we get into darkness, this is where I see Donald Trump is going to go this week and be arraigned. And in many ways, the MAGA movement is going to feel like Holy Week. Mark my words on this. It's going to be some, uh, odd information that's going to happen here. All right. And we're going to get to the parts of the last supper, Holy Thursday and things. But when we go in the darkness, uh, on Holy Wednesday, which is also known as spy Wednesday in earlier times, it was marked with a service of Tenebrae. That was, uh, Latin for the word darkness or shadows. And we do this with readings while candles on a uh, candle opera uh, were gradually extinguished until the room grew in darkness. Now, darkness was supposed to symbolize the abandonment at that time of Jesus by his disciples. And it would anticipate that something uh, of tragedy was going to happen later in the week. And so we are heading into darkness right now with an ex-president that's about to be uh, convicted of of, well not convicted, charged, one of the ones for the first time ever. We haven't seen this in history before. But I guarantee there's going to be immense darkness. There's going to be lots of people that are moving themselves out of the Donald Trump corner. I'm going to make it very clear for my listeners one more time. I'm not team Donald Trump. I'm not team DeSantis. I'm not team Biden. I'm not team any politicians. I'm team America and whatever benefits America. So, I won't be one of those people that are moving into darkness here. I'm going to allow the legal system to work its way out. But I can't help but think that much like there were people that were jealous of Jesus, that there are also people that want to see Donald Trump fail. And I can't help but think that we've known that this was coming for some time. There's multiple different options for Donald Trump to be indicted. I've been telling my listeners, we had what was going on in New York with Stormy Daniels. We have two cases in Georgia of uh, voter uh, fraud or trying to influence an election, I guess, is the better way to put it. And then we have the laughable, laughable insurrection claims. But there's a reason why we're going to start with insurrection. There's a reason why the left uses the word insurrection. Insurrection. If you can simply say that somebody participated in an insurrection, our constitution prohibits that individual from being able to run for president. And so many of the States would likely say, well, Donald Trump cannot be a candidate in this state. If you can say it was an insurrection. However, I still would like to know I've talked to so many people there for something that was supposedly so well organized A coup that was trying to overthrow, where were the weapons from the insurrectionist inside the building? I'll wait while you guys answer that. How many people were shot and killed uh, by the insurrectionist? I'll wait while the left answers that. In many ways, we've gone into darkness a long time ago, but there are people that have ulterior motives. There are people that would never want to see a Donald Trump presidency ever again. Um, I'm not in that camp either. Like I said, I don't take an allegiance to any politician. Uh, I gotta be honest. My bank account was doing a lot better underneath Donald Trump. So what he upset some people with his words that doesn't bother me so much. Um, I would even say that Donald Trump is a better option than DeSantis in, in a lot of ways. I know what I'm getting over the two, um, I would even say that I prefer a Donald Trump uh, presidency to Joe Biden being reelected. I'll go that far and go there too. Although I also like Mike Termat with the Libertarian Party. He's been somebody I've really enjoyed talking to and a common sense guy, which the Libertarians don't always put up common sense people. They don't always put up uh, candidates that I can fully get behind. But I'm looking at this darkness and I can't help but think, They've known this is coming, the left, and it's all part of this trial. It's all something just to keep Donald Trump from becoming president, but you don't have to listen to me. You can go back to November of 2022 when Joe Biden was asked during a conference that he was speaking on what he felt was going to happen with Donald Trump and could Donald Trump be reelected. Don't take my words. Let's listen directly to Uncle Joe. We just have to demonstrate that he will not take power um, by uh, if we uh, if he does run, uh, making sure he uh, under legitimate efforts of uh, our constitution does not become the next president again. Oh, and how are you going to do that, President Biden? How do you know for sure that there is a constitutional way? Well, first, I'm sure you understand why they're saying the word insurrection. I'm sure you understand that there are multiple cases. There, there could be a possible indictment coming up. And as a result, this is the reason why, back in November, this was the answer that he gave. So anyone that's thinking this is AI, I actually thought it was AI when I first found it. Uh, but the WhiteHouse.gov, wh.gov, you can go November 9th, 2022, in the state dining room at 4.15 p.m. That's when he gave this speech and the question was asked where that audio comes from so no that is not doctored in any way shape or form but joe biden has a habit of announcing that he knows what cards are going to be played before they're played let me remind you of this audio if russia invades uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the uh, the the border of ukraine Uh, again then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer on uh, Nord stream, too. We, we will bring an end to it. What you, what, how, will you, how will you do that exactly, since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control? We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. Kind of just like Donald Trump's presidency. I promise you, we'll be able to do it. We'll be able to make sure it's constitutional. This guy's not going to be able to run again. It almost is like the people that were there stating, you know, during this period of darkness, the darkness is upon everybody. But why is that a bad thing for the left? Well, I've thought that this indictment's going to backfire the entire time. Well, it's likely because you're not familiar with the story of Holy Week. And the story of Holy Week is really a good analogy for where I believe things are going to go. We're about to hit the tritium. All right. This is going to be what they, some people, the more traditional Christians, call Maundy Thursday, which is also known as Holy Thursday. It's Good Friday and Holy Saturday, followed by Easter. So we're going to see the period of darkness. We're going to see Donald Trump's gone from Palm Sunday over the past eight years, and now he's moving into the darkness, Holy Wednesday, and then at some point in time, maybe he's already having that last supper. I don't think that he is yet, but there's going to be a time where Donald Trump comes back around after he puts in his not guilty plea. He's going to come back around his people. And I guarantee there will be a betrayal by somebody who has been close to him, much like Judas Iscariot betrayed Jesus. It always happens. We've seen that Donald Trump has had Judas Iscariot's throughout time, whether it was Michael Cohen, who used to be his confidant and lawyer, later became a disgraced attorney who went to jail for doing highly illegal things. Uh, But Donald Trump seems to always have these individuals around him. And so we'll have that last supper moment after Tuesday, when we come back after the break, I'm going to cover what I believe will be Jesus's agony on the cross, what will be Donald Trump and will there be an Easter story for Donald Trump? Is there light at the end of the tunnel for people that uh, have given their money and resources and years of uh, loyalty to the MAGA movement? Or will this be a more final story? You're going to want to hear that on the second half of the show. We'll be right back in just a few moments, everybody. Make sure that you're visiting our sponsors just like the ones you're about to hear from right now. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. The wellness company shares your values and fights for medical freedom. They put patients before profits and follow medical science, not political science like doctors on the left. Their chief medical board, which includes Dr. Peter McCullough, are the makers of the incredible, American-made, high-quality Spike formula. If you worry about Spike proteins, go to TWC.Health and use promo code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount. Once again, that's TWC.Health, promo code OUTLOUD. If you're like me, you'd like life to return to some kind of normal. You're burned out on all the fear-mongering, but deep down you try and minimize viral exposure and your risk of getting sick. You've heard it talked about time and again by respected medical professionals. Use a pulvinone iodine nasal solution. I don't need to tell you just how powerful a nasal cleansing formula with xylitol, pulvinone iodine, and vitamin D3 for immune support could be. In fact, my attorney told me not to tell you. Google it and find out for yourself. Now, get yourself a bottle of American-made CofixRx nasal solution. Let's get out and live again. CofixRx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com. Use coupon code OUTLOUD and get 20% off. America Out Loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. Well, we know you because we are you. AmericaOutloud.com join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Outloud Talk Radio. The liberty and justice for all. Bold American second half of the show. We're talking about Holy week, Donald Trump and Jesus parallel. That's kind of the, the title I think I'm going with for today's show, the Donald Trump and Jesus parallel. So I was just talking about the last supper that there are people that have betrayed. Donald Trump will continue to betray Donald Trump. Let me make it very clear. If Donald Trump did something wrong, by all means, Donald Trump should go to the jail, pay whatever fines he needs to pay. I'm in no way, shape, or form am I saying that Donald Trump is innocent with this show today. I'm simply painting the parallel for what we can learn from the scenario, from the situation. Do you know why Jesus was put to death? So let's start here on Good Friday, right? So second half of the show, Good Friday into Saturday, and then we'll wrap up the show with a prediction for the future. Now, according to the Bible, Jesus was sentenced to crucifixion because he was accused of blasphemy and sedition by the Jewish authorities and the Roman government, the Roman Empire. Now, the Jewish authorities thought that Jesus was a threat to their religious authority because he was challenging their teachings. He claimed to be the son of God. They felt, well, this is blasphemy. There is no son of God. There is only God. And therefore, that was a crime that was punishable by death, according to the Jewish law. The Romans, they ruled over Israel at that time. Well, they saw Jesus as a potential threat to their power. So they charged him with sedition, claiming that he was leading a rebellion against the Roman Empire. So Jesus was brought before Pontius Pilate, who was the Roman governor and Pontius Pilate looked through the evidence and Pontius Pilate found no evidence of any sedition, but he ultimately agreed to sentence Jesus to death by crucifixion, because there was pressure from the Jewish leaders and the crowd that had gathered outside the palace at that time. I'm going to continue into these parallels in just a moment. Now crucifixion at that point in time was just a common form of punishment that the Romans would use for criminals and rebels. Uh, Everybody's familiar, I think, at this point in time, what they would do. Matter of fact, at more ancient times, they used to hang people, uh, crucify them on on a cross, and put them outside the town. So when people would walk in, they'd leave them to die a slow and painful death. So despite the condemnation, And brutal execution of Jesus, uh, Christians look at Jesus's death on the cross as a sacrifice for the forgiveness of sins in the world, and that three days later, when Jesus, uh, the story of the resurrection happens, that shows a triumph of life over death and a promise for all for eternal life for all who believe in Jesus. All right, let's hit those parallels since we were doing that at the beginning of the show. First, Jesus Christ was sentenced to crucifixion for blasphemy and sedition. Sounds a lot like Donald Trump in some ways. Sedition against the American government. Where do we hear that from? Well, Nancy Pelosi would be one of those individuals where you might hear that it was a seditious act what Donald Trump did against this country on January 6th leading that insurrection. But before you take your cues from Nancy Pelosi, perhaps you should look at her post on Twitter just the other day. Nancy Pelosi just the other day said that the grand jury has acted upon the facts and the law. This is from March 30th. No one is above the law and everyone has the right to a trial to prove innocence Hopefully, the former president will peacefully respect the system which grants him that right. This is the former Speaker of the House. Holy crap. Let me reread her words that she so stupidly, as a drunken idiot would, put on Twitter. No one is above the law and everyone has the right to a trial to prove innocence. No, Nancy, that's not what the law says. Trump does not have to prove his innocence at trial because in the United States, the law of the United States, which you should know, you moron, it assumes the innocence of a defendant and the prosecution is the one responsible for proving guilt of a conviction. Because in the United States, we have a presumption of innocence, which means any defendant in a criminal trial must first be assumed innocent until they have been proven guilty, but you corrupt little. mm, It's very clear to me. Donald Trump is already guilty and you're saying he must prove that he's innocent. You know, what's really sad. There's so many people right now that believe the exact same thing. They believe, well, (laughs) I guess, uh, Donald Trump's got to prove his innocence now. Nope, that's not the way that works. I cannot believe Nancy Pelosi put that out several days ago. Had that been two days later, I would have been like, oh, April Fool's, Nancy. I get the joke. (laughs) That was really funny. Look at you. (laughs) You're a comedian. Now that you're not Speaker of the House, perhaps you should go in the comedy because that was pretty funny. But that's not the case. Nancy knows exactly what she's doing, because much like the Roman Empire, your Nancy Pelosi's, your Peter Schiff's, your liberal idiots that just think Trump could never have done anything good in his entire career. Those people all believe that this guy's guilty. They don't believe that he uh, has a right to prove, uh, be proven guilty. They've already judged jury execution. They're already to crucify this guy. They're all ready for this to happen. Much like Pontius Pilate objectively looked at the facts and said, nope, there's not sedition here. But the public, the public wanted so badly for Jesus to be put to death. The, the Jews were so much like, nope, this is blasphemy. And this is the charge. You got to follow through with it. Much like that happened there. We're seeing the same thing I believe happen in our legal system, in the grand juries. You're seeing people now that have been poisoned because it's impossible for this man to get a jury of his peers. It's already been tainted. The statement by Nancy Pelosi in of itself should toss the entire damn case out. I've already told you, I believe that Trump has done some things wrong when it comes to his phone call in Georgia. I've said that repeatedly, but when you're making comments like this, it's hurting the entire legal system. It weakens us as a democracy. And I really believe that Trump is a threat to the American empire. And you can look at that statement in two different ways, a threat for good or a threat for bad. I'm not sure that either side is correct and neither side is wrong in that assessment. I think there's very good things about Donald Trump as a president. There's also very bad things about Donald Trump as a president. That all stated, I don't think that Donald Trump hates America the way the left would like you to think that he's going to destroy America. And so as we enter this period of darkness with Donald Trump at his arraignment, I do expect that he's going to go to the trial. I do expect that for one of these cases, they're going to find him guilty of a felony crime. I expect that because I see the parallel in scripture to every single storyline in the world the bible is like the number one teacher of how things are normally going to go in the future and yet we look at the moment of jesus dying on the cross as a good friday it was good for all even though it was such a horrible thing so what i'm telling people is if you're on the left and you're celebrating this moment (laughs) Be careful, much like Star Wars. You strike me down, Anakin. I will only become stronger. (laughs) I should have just found the audio because that was a horrible impersonation that I just did. But you get the gist of what I'm getting at. When you convict Donald Trump left, and that day is probably going to come. One of these charges out of like the four charges you're going after. Joe Biden knows what's happening. It's probably going to happen it's going to give rise to something much more powerful than Donald Trump. It's going to give rise to a movement that the left never saw coming. And that is a lesson of where things going to happen. Because if we look at Holy Saturday, Holy Saturday, if you remember what happens during the Easter vigil service, if you grew up as a Christian, there's like two parts of that. And this is the really kind of, parallel that I'm, I think we're going to see with Trump first they do a keeping watch of Jesus they visit the tomb there's female disciples at the tomb of Jesus and when you go on Holy Saturday to mass or your service they normally have a, a, a Easter fire outside the building a new Paschal uh, starting the new uh, candle for the year and then they have a joyous celebration of the first Eucharist of Easter And normally this is where you bring in your new baptisms of converts and renewal of baptismal vows by the faithful. It's this time when all hope is lost in star Wars and all these other stories and movies we've seen where new people come into the movement and it changes it for an amazing, amazing time period ahead. That's what's probably going to come out of all this. Now maybe Donald Trump isn't the next president in the future Maybe there's no resurrection, so to speak, for Donald Trump at the end of this story. Perhaps this story is about a rebirth of a Republican Party. Perhaps this is a story about by putting the death with a conviction of Donald Trump, politics begins the heal in some way, shape, or form, or politics begins the clean house of all the crazy liberal left as well. Because let's face it, the left is just as much of a smudge as what they claim Donald Trump is on the right. They are destroying this country each day with really misguided, feel good, let me care about your feelings and not what's right for everything else. So at the end of all this darkness, at the end of this emotional week for Christians of Holy Week, they know that there's a resurrection ahead because they know the ending of the story. For those that have put their eggs in the basket for Donald Trump pun intended. I don't know if there's going to be an Easter Sunday after the conviction. I don't know that after one of these four things, if he's convicted, there's a rise for the future. But what I do know is that it was never about Donald Trump to begin with. It was a story that if you believe in America, You believe in the constitution. Perhaps you never belonged in the Republican party to begin with. Perhaps you really didn't belong as a Trump supporter to begin with. Perhaps what you really believed in was the ideal that all men were created equal, that you believed in the prospect of a constitution that allowed people to reach their full potential that has been amended over time in order to make a more perfect union for all of us to live in. Look, this trial, it's not the worst thing that's going to happen. It likely will turn into something very positive. We can learn from faith. We can learn from Jesus and the story of the Bible. This show today wasn't meant to be a religious show. If you put a connotation of Holy Week and religion on the show that's on you, but I meant this to be accessible for whether they were believers or non-believers. I'm sure that there might be people that have some really strong thoughts about the fact that I did a parallel here between the two. If you'd like to reach out to me about this parallel, you can find me on Twitter at real Greg Bolden, or you can email me greg at americaemboldened.com. I'm happy to have the conversation with you. I'm happy to discuss why I see this parallel the way that I do and why I don't think that it was part of a uh, sacrilegious type of thing to compare these two things. I think we should be looking at the Bible, no matter if you're a believer or not, because there's so many stories in there that can help us understand what's happening in the future. Now there's two main themes I'm going to wrap up the show with right now. There is a theme of conviction. Uh, and that is a theme that really is showing that, uh, a context of whether it's a legal ma- matter or it is a conviction of, um, somebody believing something so much that they're willing to die for what they believe in. They're willing to uh, follow something, the teachings. They're willing to sacrifice for something. I think that that's one of the themes. The other is redemption. The story of redemption is what comes next. So in Christianity, your redemption is achieved when you believe in Jesus Christ and the sacrifice, which is celebrated this week in Holy Week. In context, there's accountability and redemption and in that conviction that are very complex but the accountability of donald trump he should be held accountable for his actions he should be facing the legal consequences if there is alleged wrongdoing he should receive charges if he evidence is overwhelming what we should not see though is a angry crowd mob mentality that simply states like nancy pelosi did that says well he's accountable he has to prove himself innocent now screw you nancy pelosi screw you no he doesn't have to do that ultimately the concepts of accountability and redemption they're always complex they're always multifaceted it always depends on context and perspective however If we reflect on these ideas, if we think about what I was taught about today, it'd be valuable to think about the implications of our actions, Trump's actions, in seeking to improve our views of America, our views of ourselves, and our views of society. If you're putting Trump before Jesus and you're a religious person, I'm pretty sure that is sacrilegious. I'm pretty sure we're not meant to put our politicians as our new religion. That stated so many people do. But we can learn from our religion about how we can treat others and respect and honor others. And that story goes for all, not just a political party. Hope I gave you some food for thought today, some things to think about. Happy uh, Holy Week and somber Holy Week to all of you that are celebrating. Looking forward to bring you another good week of episodes as we traverse through together this period of darkness, if that's what you're celebrating as a Christian, if you're not celebrating that as a, as a Christian, I ask that you take this time when other Christians are and just reflect, reflect on your life and the changes that you've made or the changes that you need to make in order to help make yourself and the world a better place. That's all for today, folks. You've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America.